Sensing it. Brought to you by NEPA. NEPA is a global consumer science firm providing dynamic intelligence to brave marketers. And Sensing It is a thought leadership property focused on making market research fun, inclusive, and accessible. We hope you like it and stay curious. Today's episode is a personal favorite for me. I'm joined by two amazing guests, Saloni Suri and Tanvi Mehra. Saloni Suri is an executive leadership neuro coach, trainer, and author. She uses neuroscience-based models of change merged with spiritual wisdom to advise her clients and actually rewire their brain. She's taught over 2,000 plus individuals from different walks of life in over 100 plus workshops and coaching sessions across India. And I'm so proud to say that I've seen that magic both at an individual level and also at an organizational level. Tanvi Mehra is a professional dancer and a certified yoga trainer. She founded Tangerine Art Studio with the aim to provide lovers of fitness easy access within the city at one venue. An advanced yoga practitioner, Tanvi has multiple certifications in teaching from the India Yoga Institute in Mysore. And I have seen this magic as well. And thus, this is personally very special because I have seen both these amazing ladies contributing to my personal journey. Welcome Saloni, welcome Tanvi. I'm so happy to have you on Sensing It. And I'm also looking forward to explore this beautiful topic of rewiring the brain and the body with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Isha, for having us. And thank you. Thank you for thank joining Thank you it's for having us, really. Thank you. <laughs> so just going by the theme of the podcast, we begin with numbers. And I'm going to throw in two factoids at you. Our factoids <laughs> is just data. We, we love it. So uh, we were going through a bit of research uh, when we were preparing for this episode and we came across a survey that said that 90% people are very unhappy with their true personalities and they also feel that it cannot change. And when we talk about physical health, more than 50% of people surveyed said that they included essential nutrients in their meals in some form or the other during pandemic and continued the habit. And also 51%, I still feel that's a smaller number, but 51% exercised more regularly in a week. We brought the word pandemic very quickly in our conversation, but then I think it had like those lasting effects. Mm -hmm. So going by those two numbers, I'll just begin with what are your thoughts on importance of physical, mental well-being? So I think uh, the fact that you did bring up the pandemic, I think we have enough information that is rolling in now which actually tells us that the last two and a half years have played havoc with the mental well-being of a person as well as with the physical one as you must have seen with your clients as well. And what I have particularly noticed yeah. is that uh, the fear quotient has gone up by quite a few decibels, I would say. The kind of confidence that people had in themselves is also shaken up shaken a bit. Up, yeah. And, uh, we today, I mean, whoever is listening to this podcast, every person today knows somebody who is dead. True. Right? Yeah. And death by itself is a very difficult emotional, um, I think, uh, it's a very difficult emotion to, to get, get your through. head around. Yes. Yeah. And not only does it play havoc with your mind, it plays havoc with your body. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it just, uh, we have something, you know, we all often call it about, oh my God, I've had a heartbreak. Right. So love is a very important emotion. And what the pandemic has done is that it has played with our mind. 
is played with a heart and there is every person today who knows somebody through whom they have experienced this kind of pain yeah. and uh, it is going to take time for this generation to actually be and able to overcome it out. Yes. right but yeah. is it possible of course it is of and course yeah. it is possible <laughs> and uh, i think then we you can speak a lot about how it has actually played on their minds physically Yes, so Saloni, you so beautifully put uh, across about how we all suffered during the pandemic mentally. But on the flip side, I'd like to talk about the numbers that you spoke about, about Physical how health. people yes. really took to fitness and really took to taking care of themselves during the pandemic. And I'm so glad that I was part of that process where, yes, you know, people that. really yes. like resorted more towards, you know, practicing yoga, coming online, really reaching out to, you know, one another, creating a community. To, yeah, our journey started. You know, online. exactly. And yes. that to online. And, you know, one yes. would have, I mean, honestly, before the pandemic, I didn't even teach online, but suddenly the whole world came together in a little bubble and we were all like helping each other. So I, there's always a flip side to something. And I'm just so glad that people took to understanding that through movement, through creating community, through being able to just share in this whole experience, experience together we can surpass anything absolutely no so true yeah. and and i'm just going to go back to the word rewiring again and again because we said that it can be changed i mean during the pandemic as you mentioned tanvi people were going through things but they were also tweaking their ways they were like okay things are not available physically it's not possible let's mm. do a bit of digital and now we are in the digital world altogether Correct. so people were tweaking things in terms of the actions that they were taking as well and I'm going to again throw the second word beyond pandemic, neuroplasticity. Yes. A word that we have been hearing a lot, a word that I think a lot of literature is being, uh, we still, I think we, we've not really discovered, it's just at the tip of the iceberg. Mm -hmm. But this amazing quote that goes by neurons that fire, fire together, together wire together. Neurons that link together, yes. sing together. Exactly. Yes. So what is the magic here? And we, you know, try to link it with the anatomy of the body as well, because it has a direct correlation there. But if you can talk about some uh, stories or some examples that you would have encountered where, you know, this neuroplasticity came. Actually, before that, Sloni, can you explain for our listeners what is neuroplasticity? Absolutely. Better than me, of course. Absolutely. So, yes. So, till about 20, 25 years ago, we, we didn't really believe that our brain can change. Yeah. And in the year 2000, actually, Dr. Eric Kendall is the one who received a Nobel Prize in medicine for actually giving evidence that every time you learn something new, you change your brain, which wow. means that the neural connections in your brain actually shift. So even if you are putting your hands like this and you just have a gentle movement like this, just as simple as this, if yeah, you just simply, do something yes. as simple as this, in order for you to be able to do this, you will have to build a new connection. Connection, yes. Every yeah. time. We all live in a very volatile world. It is it is uncertain, it is complex, it's ambiguous. Just for you to be to be able to deal with it, change is inevitable. inevitable. It's inevitable. So your brain has to be able to change in order to be able to adapt and live in this new environment. So true. And yes. we can all do it. So till the day you die, your brain changes. Period. We have enough evidence in science that tells us this today. And I think uh, I have had so many examples about, I think just as, as uh, old as 82, my mother is 82. Yeah, so my mother has rewired her brain. She has understood how. how can you give us an oh, example? Oh, it, it, it's, it's another magical story yeah? over there. Yeah, okay. So she had a little Nokia phone and she would not graduate to the, the iPhone. The <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah. And I have a brother who lives in the US. Yeah. An older brother. And uh, just before the pandemic, I happened to be in Delhi. 
Delhi for uh, a workshop. I was visiting them over the weekend. I told mm -hmm. her, Mom, why don't you transition? And she was like, No, I'm not going to do this. You guys waste so much of money on such an expensive phone. I just have to call the maid. I just have to order the groceries. I don't need the iPhone. And I was like, Mom, you can use the FaceTime and you, you'll be able to talk to your son, the children and all, you know. So we used food because food has a very powerful food memory in our brain and uh, musical memory in our brain is indestructible. Is indestructible. So yes. if you use both of these elements to change your brain, the change is swifter, it's it faster yes. and it is quick. So we told her to cook, uh, to tell my brother how to make uh, aloo parathas, which are yeah. his favorite. I mean, he knows how to cook. He's yes. a very good cook. He's been in the US for a long time. So we used FaceTime and we told her, then she said, okay, fine. I said, did you enjoy that experience? Mm. She says, yeah, I loved it. So the emotion was high. The, the food element was uh, chosen and that was a time when she did it, she had that experience. Experience changes the body, right? Because it touches your emotions. Emotions, right? yes. The vocabulary of the mind as we know is words, the vocabulary of the body is feelings. So yeah. the minute you combine both of them together, your body and your brain has to change. And she converted. Absolutely. For the switch. You not believe this. Yeah. Like just sometime back, we were home and we were telling her and she was like, you know what? You need to get me a bigger phone. You know, I'm like bigger screen. I'm like, wow. what? What? <laughs> I don't like that this. One. I'm not that enjoying this much quickly. too much. I'm not enjoying <laughs> yes. this. I need a bigger one. What is this old iPhone you guys have given me? Get yeah. me an upgrade. So wow. if an 80 year old woman can learn how to use technology because then their inclusion in the environment that they live in is higher. Otherwise, old people, as we know, they, they, they feel isolated. Loneliness is a real disease. No, it's it is, real, it is. right? Yes. So yeah. they are then integrating with the environment. They are understanding technology. And how awesome is that, right? Yeah, and it's just because yeah. they took a small step. Small step. Change in small food, step, right? change in a physical behavior, and it impacted the way they were thinking. Absolutely. That's the power of like physical, mental We chemistry. need to belong. We need that feeling of belonging, being part oh, yes. of a community that you mentioned, and we is so important. It's so important. Right? And you and I have had a, a session on that as I well, know. right? Yes, I and, have uh, remember. We spoke about how uh, Esha as well uh, uh, needs to feel and belong and be part of a yeah. larger community. No, I so think why that don't you was... share about that? <laughs> yes, uh, so yes, I can totally share. It's 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 not the most. Uh, it's it's a bit overwhelming for me to share this. Give it but a then, shot. Um, but then we've had uh, sessions in which uh, you know we 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 were looking at the whole feeling of belongingness for me, and I lost my parents very early in life. So I think I was always like looking for a vacuum to be like filled in. And my brain was constantly thinking about what's not there in life instead of focusing on what I had. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, very natural for me to just be in my loop and trying to just steer and also becoming very strong on the way. It was only one time when we were discussing, I think, when you mentioned the action step, like you just triggered. And the action that I took was that I have a beautiful, the most awesome mother-in-law in life who's like a big pillar. And I thought very recently in December to do a solo trip with her. And that was unheard of because mm -hmm. in my circles, they, oh, seriously, going to do this? Like <laughs> go for like a trip with your mom-in-law? And we went for it. And I think after that, my brain immediately shifted. Mm -hmm. It was happening, but this was a trigger point, that physical ramification of things that this is what you have look at it mm -hmm. but it was a physical change in the universe i'm using that language go for it physical change in the universe that shifted the mental equilibrium for me 
So I think I totally believe in that part. And with that, I'll come to you, Tanvi. Yes. Have you seen in your community and in so many people, at least the retreats that we've all been with you, any change that you saw where you know one thing was leading to another? Yes. So yeah. mainly with my retreats, like as you brought my retreats up, we usually travel and we do yoga and we do different adventures and activities outdoors. So for me, I actually have a really dear student, and uh, he and his mum they usually yeah. come for all my retreats. And his mum is close to seventy year old. Uh, she's seventy years old. And you know why we're I think referring to people of that age group is because it's very hard to change at that age group. At least we yes. say that you know. Uh, you know beyond 60 is very hard to change the mindset but you know age is just a number and it's all about the willingness to want to experience and want Correct. to change so yes. we all went to maldives in fact and this is this is pre pandemic so i'm not only referring to the pandemic but i'm talking about neuroplasticity and just being open to experiences and we all went uh, for a diving retreat to maldives and all of us are swimmers we like diving we, some of us got certified so a uh, mom who i lovingly call her she's actually my really good student's mother and also student yes she said she's not a water person she's never okay. you know ever gone swimming she just yeah. wanted to come for just you know seeing the nature and being part of something like this and then by the end of it like probably on third day we just told her you know what mom you can just wear your scuba gear and you can just do a fun dive just a, it's called a discovery dive and she was like no 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 you know and she's a very yeah. sweet simple gujarati lady and she's like no no you know you all go you all have fun and you know, we didn't force her but i think when she saw all of us and how overwhelmed we were with the sea she said you know what let me give this a try and the thing is it was so amazing because nobody forced her nobody it put a gun to her head she just literally did it on her own and yeah. it was such a beautiful moment because literally all of us went down it wasn't even our dive and you know we we're all advanced divers so we usually go yes. deeper but we said we want to be part of this experience for her and there was a dive instructor holding her hand and her son is right beside her we're all beside her Whoa. and then she's just diving That's for the amazing. first time a woman who does not know how to swim she doesn't awesome. even know much about water like the fear of that could be so overwhelming but she gave diving a chance because she got open to the experience of trying something new and honestly that shifted something in us because here is a person who inspired us to be able yeah. to just be open to experiences and in life and it's so inspirational yes, it, yes. i mean that must have been like a moment for you all it's such a great moment yeah. for me in my life so i just feel the people yes. around us are so inspiring so more than speaking about it i see neuroplasticity and what wow. how people are changing Absolutely. most most uh, you know amazingly most rapidly around especially i think after the pandemic i think people are still living life and living, living more life. and giving things they never probably did before a shot you know so yeah. if you never loved a pet suddenly you love a pet if you never went skiing you're going skiing become you know? more open to the yeah, you just open to living life and i hope that doesn't go away but talking know? about inspiring us still like hanging there on you when yeah. what i find very inspiring it's suddenly becoming like a mutual inspiration club <laughs> but then i think this is what the topic is about yeah. uh, in terms of sharing life stories in terms of rewiring you are a dancer and also a yoga practitioner and i think a lot of your students at least like when we have like if if i look at your instagram It's like such a stark personality difference between mm. the two. You knew this question was yeah. coming. I mean, I didn't know the question, but I find it funny when you say such a yeah, yeah. But then you yeah. know it, and you've said that you know one is your core personality. How does that work? Because we we said you know at the start that personalities are not permanent. Then mm. personalities can be diverse as well. How does that play for you? What has your journey been like there? So I will start with saying that you ha. know for me dance I always say dance is my lover and yoga is my soulmate so ah. you need a lover yes. and you definitely need a soulmate so <laughs> I feel like I I'm just kind of honestly like 
I'm I'm just fulfilling every desire that my you know like innately that I want to achieve. Like with dance, I'm on a high. I'm playing a role. I'm a character. I wear my clothes. You know, I'm I'm someone who I'm not usually because to be honest, if you really know me, I'm a goofy, simple, yes. down to earth. I'm I'm hoping that I'm down to earth. Like I should be saying this, <laughs> yes. but I'm hoping I'm down to earth, and I pray that I always am. But like that's how I really truly am that person. And I think yeah. with dance, it really takes you into a high. High. And you know, the high is great. But the thing is, when I was dancing as I, as I was a dancer before I was a yoga practitioner I realized that what yoga was doing for me was giving me the much needed calmness groundedness that dance was not giving me because hmm. the thing is that dance can leave you there because you know you need family you need you know you need practices that are grounding and luckily I have both a very grounding family and a most beautiful humbling grounding anchoring practice but with yoga it just makes me feel very quiet it makes me feel like i don't have to perform because with dance you're always performing like uh, for me i always know where the camera is like as a dancer yeah. you, you know you're always playing something part. like a role of course there's a part of you also coming up but then there's definitely all of that act but with yoga it's like you know you just strip away all of that and you just really truly are who you are and there's there's no expectation there's no competition it's just you and your own time and speed so i feel like i love how how they complement how how different they are at the same time how they kind of merge because with my yoga my dance gets better with my dance i'm a happier you know yogi just as like well just like a give and take and yeah. you're trying to balance off and you know there also this goes to show that a person who does yoga doesn't doesn't it's not like a person who does yoga doesn't have fun or doesn't mm. dress up or doesn't play a role you know i mean i can do anything and everything so long as i'm truly doing it from my you know from my heart and from my soul so nice. how does it yeah. matter you yeah. know whether i'm doing this if i'm wearing my heels and dancing or yes. you know if i'm wearing a crop top and dancing it's it's that's who i am and at the same time i can wear my oversized t-shirt wear my loose pants and just be meditating on a bolster for like half an hour one hour so it be a very different person every day so, so yeah so, yeah but like, the thing is that it's very important to just keep coming back to the point of being quiet as well so that's why i do so much of the yoga because our city is so crazy and as i told you dance also it's a lot of fun but it leaves me on a uh, the adrenaline is next level but with yoga it's an immediate it kind of put it's kind of like a you know it's a lullaby it kind of just makes me feel more relaxed and it puts my nervous system where yeah. it belongs yes. so yeah. this is why i like the both because i get to explore two sides of my personality which is Definitely, one is the excited type, and one is a more yeah. let's stay relaxed. You also like think that one part like feeds into the other. Yes, it's sort of a yes, and I'm not take. craving any of the two. If you know, if you're only in the high, then you're like, okay, you know, I need a moment of silence. Or if you're only quiet, you're like, I need some excitement. So I feel like I have a bit of both. Understood. At Tangerine, all yes. at Tangerine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that was so like a very uh, thank you for sharing that yeah. you know so deeply. Yeah. And I will switch gears a bit and um, try to relate the food aspect to what. Tanvi said. Like she talked about the give and take between two personas, Saloni, and I think that creativity sometimes inspires the brain to do those shifts, and we are always searching for something new. So, what is this thing? Is there like a fodder that we have to like feed to our brains to really get into that jacket of uh, you know tweaking our path in the universe? What do you have to weigh in on what she said? So, your question was about food and how food plays such an important role yes. in our uh, physical as well as our mental, mental well-being. Yes. So, our relationship with food has to be really good. And what I have seen is that uh, it's usually set up in our childhood, and uh, they are very important four Fs that we have to always be mindful of, and food is one of them. We have to have freedom from. fortune yeah. yeah never never pursue your fortune it will come to you yeah don't ever worry about fame, fame. it will come to yes. you yes yeah number 3 your relationship with food is important 
and the fear. These are the four Fs that I believe we we, we must have freedom from. Yeah. And uh, if your relationship with food is good and uh, automatically your metabolism is usually high. So your mental chatter defines your relationship with food. And if this is the amount of food I think all of us need, we, we know that I'm, this is the size of yeah. your stomach. And that's all that you need, right? And uh, you're going to be good. And if exercise is an important part of your life, yoga, meditation is an important part of your life, you're in a good space. No, right? You're so right. And I think that, uh, I mean, if we were to bring in, I mean, I would love to bring in the acronym, the root cause analysis. If you, I mean, the reason for you being late on a day could clearly be the salad you had or the paneer tikka you had a day prior, right? right. It's so like related mm -hmm. in terms of what you're going to be, how your energy levels are going to be. And I think the four Fs that Absolutely. you summed up with. Going to you, Tanvi, in your mm -hmm. practice of work, has there been like an instance where food actually became a very, very important piece or like cusp of physical well-being? Um, yeah, for me, so I've had a very strange relationship with food. So, yeah. you know, as Saloni was rightfully saying that you have, a, have to have a good relationship. But I would say for developing a good relationship for anyone or anything, you need to spend a lot of time and, you know, you have to spend a lot of time getting to know what exactly works for you and get to sit with that situation thing person experience so with food all along you know when it comes to diets and not eating and this and that I've done all of that uh, but I, at age 35 now I just feel like I've done enough of that and now what I do is I eat as I please which means to say I'm not going to eat stuff that is not good for me but oh, if I want to have advice. a pizza yes. I'll have a pizza yeah. like often people say oh are you vegan you know I love vegan food but I'm not vegan so I don't have any uh, allergies or I don't have any intolerances so I don't you know like stop myself from having anything I am vegetarian by far and I just feel like always listen to your body after you eat something you know like sit with your body and see how am I feeling good you know what I'm feeling good you know just, just listen to it yeah, and just don't make it too complex so many yeah. people be like you know what I ate that pizza but now I'm feeling so acidic and you know what it's okay once in a while it's fine but if you're going to keep doing that then you know that you're ignoring what your body has been so rightfully telling you all along so I just feel like it's very important I think the word is balance and balance comes from doing things in a in an equal manner in an equal amount which is you know stick to your routine and once in a while break away from that routine have freedom, have freedom from that yes, routine exactly. and I feel like the word here we're all like really aiming for even for neuroplasticity I mean to tie it all in because neuroplasticity is about doing things that are different new but everything's also about habits because the things, if you don't have habits, you're just like a, you know, you're all over the place, yeah, you're all yeah. over the place and you'll never really be able to find And that's how anything. the brain learns any which way. You like know? if you so don't have a habit, you're not it, really doing anything. It only learns by repetition yeah, exactly. of information. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I just feel like, again, I just feel like the, at least in uh, India, we tend to eat a lot of stuff that's, you know, like that's imported and that's exported and it's come from here. And then I just feel like we have the best grains, eat locally, eat seasonal, eat things that are not packaged and are coming out of a shelf. Just eat something that where you can just bite into it, you know. Love so your millets. Say, yeah, you know, just yes. have things that are more natural. And so you'll feel like that, your energy will be like that, you know. But balance is the word. I think we're all trying to find it. None of us have found it. Have you found it? Kind of. Work in progress. Still, yeah, yeah, I think we're all. Like, I just feel like yes. if somebody's listening and watching, you, if you feel like oh, That's they've a great got it, take away. Yeah. we've not, we've not got it. We are, we're all on the pathway, and we can all. WIP together. reports. Yeah, yeah. 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 But it, uh, we are aligned that food for the brain is yes. as important as yes. the yes. As food for the body. body that you are training. Yeah, and. It's all work in progress and it's all about the habit and consistency where the magic happens. Correct. And it can be done. 100%. It can be done. It's possible. 100%. So Robin Sharma has his, uh, this term called BIW, which yeah. is best in the world. So I think we're all aiming and striving to be that. So all of these things help us be BIWs.
so we all have to be BAWs. <laughs> Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's been such a blast today to have you and uh, some amazing terminologies that we came to know. I'm hoping that listeners also got to know a lot of what works behind the brain and what we can do to enhance a lot of our physical to dos. And with that, we'll end the episode. And I have a lovely hamper from Nepa for both of you. Okay, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. Behind the magic of sensing it are the brilliant folks at Nepa, our agency house of Ritika, and all our wonderful guests. We hope you are enjoying all the action. See you next week. Find us on Instagram at Nepa India.